Good morning, everyone. Let's read God's word together. We're going to be reading Mark chapter 10, verses 35 to 45. And if you want to look up in the Bibles, it's page 1015. So Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left, it's not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thank you very much, Katie. Uh, Let me pray uh, as we begin this morning. Father, we uh, thank you for our Queen. We thank you for her, her love and her service. And we pray this morning, as we uh, just remember her, uh, that we'd not simply be thankful for her, but actually for the one that she calls your majesty, for the King, the Lord, for Jesus. Help us to see you and to know you more today, we pray. Amen. I mean, as I was thinking about this, it, it struck me, it could be quite hard to imagine what life for the Queen must be like. I mean, the lifestyle that she's experienced growing up in palaces, you know, tiaras, banquets, carriages, it just seems a world that's so far away from so many of us. I mean, she literally lives the life of a, a princess and a, now a queen. And maybe there's part of us that sort of thinks, I, I quite, you know, I quite like that really. Uh, maybe it was your dream as a child to grow up as a princess or a prince or whatever it might be. But at the same time, we, we probably also, when we think about it a little bit more, uh, we recognize that actually there is a cost to her life as well. I, I mean, probably most of us uh, have her photo in our pocket at any one moment. I mean, it, yeah, it's there. It's, it's all over, isn't it? It's on our stamps. It's in our money. Uh, you can't escape. You go across the road to look at the post box. I mean, it's everywhere. And then, of course, uh, there's the fact that, that as a society, we, we love to know exactly where she is at every moment of her life. We like to know what's going on. And more than that, actually, of course, when she goes to any public event... She is the centre of attention. In fact, she deliberately wears bright clothes so that people will see her. Everywhere she goes, 
Uh, people are there uh, watching. Do you see that the thousands and thousands in London who have camped out there to be there to see her? She's the, the, the absolute center of, of attention uh, just to get a glimpse. And every conversation that she has will be remembered by the people she speaks to for the rest of their life. No matter how great or low they are, they'll remember it. She can't get away with a bad joke, which I'm grateful I can quite a lot. Yeah, just like that one. <laughs> um, no, but that's it. You can't get away with a bad joke or a, a, you know, a, a slip of the tongue. If she does, it'll be replayed in dining rooms and pubs across the land for the rest of her life and the person she's speaking to's life. And these are just moments of normality. We're not even touching on the times of, of great joy and sorrow that we all may have. Uh, so getting married or the birth of a child. It's a public event. Uh, she has to, it's a, uh, announced with statements, press releases, pictures, uh, balcony appearances. Uh, it's there for all to see. Uh, her, the joys of her life are not shared with the family. They're shared literally with millions. But not just the joys, also the sorrows. That picture of the queen at her husband's funeral it is one that's probably etched in our minds with, uh, across all of the media. Uh, her sat on her own at the funeral of her husband. She sat on her home, but actually, of course, it was a picture taken for us all to see. She's not truly on her own in that respect. She's not truly left to, to privacy. Every moment of her life is displayed for us all to see. But why does she do that? Why does she serve in this way? Why does she act in that way? Why does she say there is a, there's a way to behave, that there's a way to, to hold oneself, a, a way to act because the crown is bigger than the person? Why in every conversation she has, more or less, is it all about the person in front of her and not about herself? Giving and giving and giving. Why does she keep serving when she's 96 and all her peers are either on the sofa in winter, having enjoying winter sun. But there she is, day after day, even putting up with a, a loud concert outside her house uh, last night. I mean, she's there serving, 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 serving. And so this weekend, this day, uh, we rightly ought to give thanks for our queen. We ought to say, uh, regardless if we're monarchists or not, uh, we recognize her, her life, her whole life, which she's given over to her people. But why should she do that? Well, I think it's, it's because of who she is. It, it, it's the, ingrained into her very self. One of the, 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 the titles that she's given, perhaps that her, her full official title is um, Elizabeth II, by the grace of God and the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. Now, there's lots that unpacking in that, isn't there? But, but I wonder, actually, if to the Queen, her most significant title 
is simply Christian. Or perhaps to give a more fuller title, child of God. Uh, In 2014, uh, she described her Christian faith as the anchor of her life. The very thing that, that gave her stability and function. And so it's out of her identity, out of her anchor, that she's enabled to serve. It's in her DNA. Why? Because it's in the DNA of the God she serves. In the reading that we had, we heard the little conversation between two of Jesus' followers, James and John, and Jesus himself. And James and John were making the request to to sit in the privileged position. They wanted to, if you excuse the pun a little bit, sit in the royal box with Jesus. And Jesus sort of says, well, if you want those places, if you want to sit in the the privileged seats, then you have to walk the same path I'm going to do. And then he comes up with a line which is right at the heart of Christianity. It's that very last verse we had read. Mark 10, verse 45. Jesus says, for even the Son of Man, that's another name for himself, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, I wonder in your house if you've got any uh, special dinner sets, uh, maybe from weddings or something, you know, safe when the Queen visits, that sort of thing. We've got a a cantina of cutlery that, that I don't think we opened for 10 years. Um, then the queen came. No. Um, you know, and if you actually kind of take that, you never open them, do you? Because you're kind of always saving for someone special. But, but the reason that we have these things is because we're saving them for people of importance. And so if the queen were to ever visit in our lovely dream world, um, then she deserves the best. Uh, that's why you save these things for her. You, you know, she's not the one who makes the drinks. If you go to, to Buckingham Palace, you don't say, oh, while you're up, love, can you make us a brew? No, no uh, she's the one who you serve. Her status, her identity means uh, you're the one serving her. And if that's true for the queen, how much more should that be true of the, the God who, who made heaven and earth, of Jesus? The one who we say is not simply a, a, a king for 70 years, but is king forever. Now, just as an aside, there may be some of us who think, well, I, I don't quite think that's true, Ben. I don't think that that's who, who Jesus really is. And if that's you, then, then please just grab one of these little gospels of Mark's gospel. It's the bit that we had read from, from here. Read it. Uh, just ask yourself the question, who is this man Jesus? Uncover for yourself who it might be. But just for today, just for this morning, let's just assume, let's take that thought experiment and say that Jesus really is that king. He really is the one who made heaven and earth. He really is the one who reigns on high. Then how much more ought we to be those who who not get out our dinner set, but maybe get out our our P's and Q's and talk properly and and mind our behaviour? We'd almost expect that God be the one who's, who's watching and waiting to spot our mistake. But did you hear what Jesus said? For even 
the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve? I mean, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? It's just that, that, that God in Jesus is, is not about one who's saying, like, you've got to bow down and, and I'm trying to power, grab power. He's somebody who at his very core, in his DNA, is about service and love. God in Jesus came not firstly to tell us what to do, to bark out orders, but to come to do something for us. Service lies at the very heart of God himself. And so therefore, service lies at the very heart of Christians. So therefore, uh, service lies at the very heart of our queen. And she serves because she's first been served by her king. But what, what did Jesus come to do? How, how has he served us? I, I guess many of us may have heard of uh, the works of Jesus, how he you know, healed people, he, he fed 5,000, he taught uh, which are all good things, but it, it's not really serving, is it? But the rest of the verse goes on. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, ransom's one of those words, isn't it, that we often hear in kind of uh, the older sort of Western movies or something, where you have some bad guy saying, I've, you know, I've captured the princess and you've got to pay a ransom to get her back again. Well, Jesus is saying here, I've come as a ransom. I've come to buy people back again. But but a ransom for what and to who? Well, to answer that question, we've got to first look at our own lives. Now, I guess as we look at our own lives, there are bits of our lives that we're quite proud of. Maybe uh, you remember when you won that egg and spoon race at primary school. It still sticks in your mind as that highlight reel uh, running past, uh, getting the tape. Uh, you know, or perhaps more seriously, that there are other moments, aren't there, we, we are proud of, moments in our life that we think, that was a really good thing. Uh, that was a, 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 a way that, that we were able to show respect and love and kindness. There are moments that we think, those are good things. And we see that in ourselves, and we see it in other people. We, we see it in our queen. Uh, but if that's on the one hand, we, we, we probably also recognise on the other hand that there are moments that we wish had never happened. Uh, Conversations that we had that we wish we'd never started. Remarks that we made that we want to take back again. Things that we have done that we just love that time machine to go back and undo. And those are just things that are in the public square. Not even the things that are in my head. If we're being honest, we're we're a people who who may do good things, but are people who also do things that we're not proud of. Do things that actually that that we recognise that we perhaps don't love each other like we should, and and if Jesus is King, we perhaps don't love Him like we should either. And if we're honest, we're probably a people who need help, and that help can't simply be kind of a a self-help guide because I don't know about you but most of the time I kind of know what I should be doing my problem's doing it 
I need something deeper. And just to help us get into that, imagine that actually um, that you have been sent an invitation to, to one of the Queen's garden parties. It'd be very exciting, wouldn't it, to, to go to Buckingham Palace, see the Queen. Uh, you, you'd probably make sure that you, you got dressed up. You may even buy a new outfit and you know, polish your shoes and uh, comb your hair and all those sorts of things. You, you'd get ready and going uh, because you're going to meet somebody that's, that's really important. But then just as you turn the, the invitation over, you, you notice that there's a list And as you read this list, you notice that actually it's a list of uh, all the things that you've done wrong. All those conversations that you were just thinking about a minute ago are are written down on this bit of paper. All those actions that you wish you could have undone are there in front of you. And it says at the bottom, uh, the queen would like to talk to you about these things. I mean, I wouldn't go. (laughs) I can get some scones at Tesco. I mean, like, I'm not going to go do that. Uh, because the queen is somebody who's important, and she sees all these things about me, and I'm like, I'm not going to see her. Well, that's not just an illustration. It's actually what's going to happen with God. We're all going to have that one-to-one, where he, he's going to have that list. And as we do that, how are we going to feel? And the difference actually is it really matters to him as well, which is a really good thing because it means that there is no action in this world that will go unjudged, unpunished, as it were. That nothing happens that's not accounted for, but but it's a bad thing because I stand the wrong side of the line. But remember what Jesus said? For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, the whole focus of Christianity, the whole focus of of being a Christian is upon this man, Jesus, upon the, the man who came to serve, who came to say, look, I know what you have done, but I'm coming to come for you, to buy you back. To give my life, my perfect life, the one who did nothing wrong, who loved people purely and perfectly, to give his life for us, uh, to do that swap uh, of Jesus' life for our life. So all all those moments of, of bad choices, meanness, rebellion, what we call sin, is upon Jesus. And Jesus came to pay the price for us. And he did that at Easter, Good Friday, when he died upon a cross. And then three days later, Easter Sunday, rose again. In 2011, during one of her Christmas messages, uh, the Queen said this. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. For even the Son of Man came, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, In Jesus, God sent us a saviour to do what we could not. And maybe this morning you've got questions about that. Maybe you don't actually really know if you think who Jesus really is. And if that's you, then, then grab one of these little Mark's Gospels. 
uh, read about it. You could even um, grab one of these books about our queen. It's about her life and her faith. Um, you can find out about all the ways that, that she's lived out her faith uh, through her life. Uh, please take one uh, or, or give them other folk that you might think might enjoy them. Uh, we'd love to, to get rid of all of them uh, by today. Uh, all completely free. Just, just take them. Because if this is true, it's the most uh, important question that we can ever ask and answer. Uh, maybe this morning, actually, you, you realize that you're somebody who needs forgiving. And if that's you, at the end, I'm going to just say a very short prayer, which you could just say in your heart uh, as well. Or maybe you are somebody who is a Christian here already. And as we look at our queen, we look at an example. And just as she has served us as a country for 70 years, we say, actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to uh, be the one who's going to put my foot down and say, this is what I'm going to do. But rather, I'm going to serve others because it's in my DNA, because the saviour has served me. Or maybe, actually, you're just here and none of those are relevant to you. If that's you, well, thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for coming to share in the celebration of the Queen's life. You're really welcome. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, we have a servant queen. And I believe that's because she serves a servant king who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Our queen is perhaps uh, one of the, the figures that has been most shaped the last century, more than anyone else in the world. But her king, Jesus, has literally changed time and eternity. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I wonder who you think that king is today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for our queen, but we thank you for her king. Help us, Lord, to follow in his footsteps. Thank you that he came to save us, to be a ransom for us, to die in our place. Help us, Lord, to accept him as our king and to follow him. And Father, for those that, that want to accept you today, Lord, we pray, Father, that today... We say we're sorry. Sorry for the ways that we've hurt you and others. We're sorry for our sin. Please forgive us. Please be my king. And help me to follow you each day.